0: Welcome to Kicking It Local, the podcast all about the football community. In South Australia, I'm your host, Johnny Kekko, and Macron Sports Hub Adelaide are ready to provide your club with all your teamwear needs. For club inquiries or online shopping, head to MacronStoreAdelaide.com.au. Now it's time to get back into part two of my chat with Di Alagic, former Adelaide United captain and also former Matilda. It's a great chat I've had so far with her in part one. If you haven't heard that yet, go back and do so now. Otherwise, here's a quick refresher. Was there any interesting moments when you, uh, from witnessing as a kid, of uh, how you brought, how your dad coached uh, his kids? Yeah, he
1: was very hard. <laughs> was he? he? yeah, he was very hard on us. So it was um, hard to get a compliment off him. But um, yeah, he, he made sure that he was very fair. And I actually remember one game. I think I was playing. It was maybe under seventeens, and um, I, I got a quite a bad tackle put on me. And I remember him jumping the fence and and yeah, telling this guy off. And I think that was probably my last game that I played in, in the men's competition. I, was, I used to do calisthenics. My mum made me do calisthenics to so do it like a sort of gully sport. And um, we had an end of year dance and we could be whatever we wanted to be in that dance. And so I said, mum, you need to make me like a Socceroos jersey. So she <laughs> she made me this little, little jersey and um, cool. I wore it for the, the dance recital.
0: Just talking about your mum as well, I want to go back to a, a few steps where you talked about um, calisthenics. Have you still got that jersey that your mum made for you?
1: Yeah, I still have it. You still have
0: it? Yeah. Still have it. <laughs> yeah. It's still in a nice, good condition from uh, from, from back then?
1: Mint condition, Mint. yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. You've got to um, frame it maybe and put it on the wall. So
1: I, I, did a, I did a series with um, Optus and I actually brought along to show them and yeah, so I still got it. It's um yeah, it's one of my prized possessions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it was, pretty. It was
1: my dream, you know.
0: It was- That's cool. And um, so, did you? When you finally got that dream as well, the that would have been a huge moment for you to to play. Obviously, you were dreaming to be in calisthenics in the in the Olympics, but to play for the Matildas was incredible um, for yourself. How was it leading up to that that first game for you? What did it feel like?
1: Yeah, it's it was an interesting process because we were all at the AIS and we we're in, in a centralized program and we'd been in there for a, a couple of years together actually so the the anticipation for the olympics was it was crazy it was you know you just you basically you you've built up your whole life waiting for this moment so um yeah, the the anticipation was was a killer, to be honest. Like look, the you know the weeks leading into it, you, you just you just want to be out in the field, you're just ready to go. Like you've done the training, you've you know you've done your video analysis, you you know you know your role in the team. You just you just want to play. Um, but yeah, that we actually started our first game was two days before the opening ceremony. Um, so we actually our, our coach Chris Tansey, he wanted to prepare us to be on our feet. Um, all all you know all night, walking around for the opening ceremony, and we had to back up and play the next day. So, in preparation for that, we we'd actually went to a camp in Fred Bowen. We we're, were walking late at night, walking around, and then we, we had to play again the next day. So he actually prepared us for for, for that. So we, we just we felt so prepared in every every aspect of the game. We'd been together for a couple of years, and um yeah, so it just to be able to play that first game was yeah it was just insane and and the opening ceremony was was crazy i remember walking around the stadium and then one of the um one of the the guys they were they're holding their hands around all linking arms around the stadium and then he grabbed us cuz we knew him from the AIS. and he's like just stay here you're in the best spot ever and um yeah we, we were right in front of the cauldron where cathy lit the lit the flame so wow. Um, yeah, so many good memories about the Sydney Olympics.
0: Do you still talk to some of the players from from those games?
1: Yeah, I'm still really good friends. Like that's that's the beauty of football, you know. You just you make lifelong friends, and you might not see them for five years, but it's you know it's like you saw them yesterday. It's um, I think that's probably one of the the greatest gifts of football. You know what it's given me is you know, the friendships that I've I've made, and they're my best best friends still after all these years. So, yeah, I'm pretty lucky.
0: The Well, you then you ended up playing, you mentioned it earlier briefly, about the 2006 Asia Cup um, here in in, in South Australia. How was that for you to play in your actually home state now? You've played in your home country, but now in your actual state where you were born, your family live here. How was that for you to, to be able to come home and play with the Matildas? Yeah, the,
1: the, the Asian Cup was – yeah, it was – it was such a good experience. Like we we didn't quite get there by beating China in the final, but to, to to make the final, um, you know we we qualified for the World Cup as well, so it was a very significant tournament for us. We we beat Japan to to go into the World Cup, so you know we we succeeded in that respect. Um, we fell just short against China in the final, but um, yeah, again to be able to play at High Marsh Stadium, you know this, this is. This is a stadium, like, I was a little girl watching watching my brother play for West Adelaide. And, yeah. You no, know, like, yeah, just just to be able to be on the field and and in a Matilda strip and representing my country and then making the World Cup. It was, yeah, one, one of the best sort of tournaments I've ever really played in. Apart from the World Cup and Olympics, it was, mm. yeah, one of the most special tournaments.
0: Did you ever think you had get the opportunity to play at uh, Hamash Stadium? Obviously, this was before you moved to Adelaide United, but did you ever – think you would have the opportunity to play at Hamash Stadium?
1: I don't think so. No. I don't, Yeah, I thought it was just something that I'd never achieved. But, um, you yeah, know, I mean, I, I got to play in some pretty cool stadiums around the world, I, like played on the Azteca and, mm. and things like that. But, um, yeah, there's just something special about playing on, you know, it's a birthplace of, you know, football in, in Adelaide. It's like the it's the heartbeat, isn't it, the Hamash mm. Stadium? So, yeah, to be able to play there is, yeah, it's something pretty special.
0: The, um, then with the Highmarsh as well, that's going to be uh, hosting some World Cup games. Who would have thought that the World Cup would be right here at Highmarsh Stadium? Because we always got told that we'll never get games in Adelaide. Um, Adelaide Oval will need to be the place. But the home of football is Highmarsh Stadium. How cool is it now to – you went back there recently and uh, did a little film uh, two-minute uh, interview down there for the broadcasting partners of the, of the World Cup – How was it to 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 go there? Now knowing that there's going to be World Cup games played right here,
1: yeah, and such quality teams are going to be played there Mm. too. Like you've got England, Brazil, China, so you know Adelaide's going to see some really really good football. Uh, And I I think it's exactly what what South Australia need as well, Um, especially in that you know getting those girls to come and watch games, girls and boys getting out there seeing seeing the quality of these girls play now is just phenomenal. Like, yeah, it's, I, I think the people of Adelaide are going to be quite shocked because it's a long time since they've seen live football. Um, and, and I, you know, I just hope, I hope we just sell it out and and everyone gets behind those teams and, and just sees how good, you know, women's football is now. But um, yeah, I was lucky enough to go back there recently and, and the stadium, it looks amazing. It's just it's just it's a spectacular stadium and such a good stadium to view football on as well you mm. you know you're right on top of the players and um yeah I, I just I'm so whoever managed to pull that off Adelaide getting games the world cup well done <laughs>
0: it's it is well a done. it is a big uh, achievement to have that I was lucky enough to go see the Matildas only a couple of years ago Sam Kerr was playing there Hama Stadium a huge crowd uh it's Amazing to see how the support has grown for the Matildas, especially and uh, in the last few years. And it's it's good to see. And game number one is going to have a th- eighty thousand people down there, and it's it's amazing to to really see how it's grown.
1: Yeah, it's um, oh, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it actually, because it's you know, I guess my dream was always to play for my country, but it was also my dream to to have people understand like how good the game is mm. you know like to to get out and see it and to to really to really witness the best women's players now they they're incredible and um you know we are just so lucky that we've got Sam Kerr and you know she's not the only amazing Nine. player but um we've got a team full of them now and and yeah just it's it's so great that Adelaide can have games in the World Cup and um yeah, it really is to, to eighty thousand to sell to sell their first game out eighty thousand. It's like yeah, I just have to pinch myself really.
0: Yeah, it's true, isn't it? And you're you're now living in Brisbane, so you're you're not here in Adelaide to see what is the way the way it feels in the lead up to it and during it the World Cup. But what's it been like in Brisbane um, with the talk around the World Cup and uh, the feel over there?
1: Yeah, it's um. I think there's there's a buzz everywhere now, and I, I yeah, I, I'm really like especially on the socials. I'm really feeling it. Like I'm I'm really like I, that anticipation for the for us to finally see the Matildas play and and what they're capable of. And and uh, you know we're in, in a really good space. But we had the World Cup trophy, trophy tour um, recently up there. I know it's been down to Adelaide, so that was cool. You know, that's that's a really fun time. And you know the, the engagement of of the fans and um yeah, there's a, there's a real buzz around the games that we've got here. And, you know, especially the Matildas are playing in Brisbane. So it's, yeah, it's pretty massive. And um again, Suncorp, what a great stadium to, to watch mm. football at. and um, Yeah. I can't wait to, to be out there watching the game.
0: Did you get a photo with the world cup? I know you've played, for the world cup in the past but did you, did you get a photo with the trophy this time around as a supporter yeah
1: i was lucky enough to get a photo and um christine lilly was there as well so she's a two-time world cup champion mm. from the usa so um yeah i managed to get a photo with her and the world cup trophy she, she got to pick it up so <laughs> so yeah <laughs> the, no,
0: perks it's, it's
1: winning, cool. the perks of winning the perks of winning that trophy as well isn't it you yeah, get to touch yeah, it yeah, you, you get to touch it so
0: <laughs> i remember i'd stay half a meter away from it when i had the photo next to it but yeah. um but that's it. You got, got to win those cups to get that uh, the privilege of yeah. uh, of touching it. But it's um it's it's cool to see the buzz around it and seeing we're not we I was lucky enough when I went there was kids from the local schools around the corner going to the state center to play um games there while the trophy was on tour and then they were taking breaks and going to have photos with it and the buzz around it was incredible um and these are young kids that are probably one day gonna be playing for that trophy. Yeah, that's
1: that's the thing it's- you know, you, you look at how many, um, like even some of the Matildas now. They remember Kathy Freeman running at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. Yeah. And it's like these kids now watching this, like they're gonna, you know, they they might be the ones there and um, mm. when the Olympics are in 2032. So, um, yeah, it's just so exciting that the fact that these kids can can watch football on home soil, watch the World Cup on home soil. It's, yeah, it's incredible.
0: What well, that's something cool to think about as well is that we have got the 2023 World Women's World Cup. When we had the two thousand Olympics, we didn't have anything else to think about that we're gonna have a, aspire to. But we know we're gonna have the um the Olympics in twenty twenty three uh, thirty two. How cool is that to to know that there's another opportunity for the Matildas to play here?
1: Yeah, that's right. It's and it's not you know, it's not that far away after after the World Cup either. So it's um, you know, hopefully like the you know, we're leaving that lasting legacy from this World Cup and hopefully, you know, you look to 10 years' time and, and what we could potentially do in 10 years' time. You know, imagine World Cup trophy and then Olympic gold medal. Be, yeah. Be crazy. Be yeah,
0: insane. that would be cool. And what does it actually feel for you, though? Because that quote I mentioned earlier about you mentioned how you wanted to be a soccerer because you didn't know there was a women's national team. Looking back now, these young girls – They know who the Matildas are. They know who Sam Kerr is. They know Charlie Grant played for their local club around the corner in Adelaide. They know who these people are now. And how cool is it for you to to see how that's all changed and it's totally different? Well, hopefully, a a lot more different than what it was when you were growing up.
1: Yeah, it's kind of um, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah. It seems so weird to you know the fact that. Mm. The Matildas are on everything, and everyone knows about them. And um, you know, it's 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 really it's really really great for our sport. You know, it's it can only go and leaps and bounds from here. And I, I know I feel like we we're where the USA we were twenty years ago. I think that's it's taken us this long to be where they are. And if you look at the US, they've been on on the top of the world stage for you know, the last twenty years. So I feel that this is our time to take the next step and, you know, really cement our, our spot in, in the top three in the world. And, you know, I, I really believe that this is, this is our time. Like there's, there's a lot of injuries with other, other countries. Mm. There's a lot of ACL injuries actually. So we seem to be firing. This team has been around for such a long time now that, you know, I feel like this is our time. And, and I really believe like it's going to be our time for the next 10, 20 years. I, yeah. I, I feel that way. I, I feel like it's all building and, and uh, now it's time to deliver.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, it's um it's an exciting time for women's football, and for you as well. How how do you how important is this for the women's game that we have this, and also some states have a legacy plan put in place for uh, the future of the women's game? Um, I'm sure you're across what uh, South Australia are doing um, with in regards to that. How important is this for the future and for these young girls coming up to to say, I want to be a Matilda, not thinking about just there's just the soccer anymore. There's the Matildas are, are a thing that they can aspire to.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I really believe that that's more important than hosting the World Cup. Mm. It's it's what do we, what, what does it mean? Like, what what can what can we leverage from it? Like, what 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 can we leave to for all these young girls and boys after the World Cups? You know, the World Cup's going to come and go. But yeah, what is it now that we we can we can get well, we can give to our sport? And I think you know th- this legacy um, program that we have, it's really building, as I said, us up for the next 10, 20 years. And and if we can get you know twice as many girls and boys out playing our game that we love, like you know that that's brilliant. And you know even like things like your you know childhood ob- obesity now is mm. it, it's just prevalent. And and you think. You know, if you can get all, get girls and boys off off the the tablets, get them out kicking the ball around, like even if that's the memory from this World Cup, then you know I, th- I think that's going to be pretty pretty amazing.
0: It is, and uh, it will be cool to see. Yeah, hopefully kids go out and play football more often. Um, I'm seeing more kids talking about wanting to play football, which is it's great starting that conversation, which is which is really good to see.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean. Being football people, we always love talking yeah. football and, and other people, you know, joining in those conversations. So um, I love when sort of I was living in Sydney for a long time, so everyone talks about rugby league. So it's really nice that those conversations around football now, the real yep. football, as yes. we call it. Um, yeah, so it, it's just nice that our sport has that, you know, the spotlights on it and um, and, and we're all drawn to that now. So it's... um. Yeah, it's going to be a really nice um, probably next you know, three or four weeks when, yeah, the spotlight's on on our sport and, and
0: on our Matildas. And I'm sure your family, obviously being a football family, are all excited and been talking about it with each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, we've got oh, – I can't even remember what team Richie said that was going to win the World Cup. But, yeah, we've got our bets on. So Oh, you got bets um, on.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, we, we've been chatting about it, and and of course, have all got tickets to go to the Adelaide game. So, um, yeah, they'll be out there watching and and supporting the, the supporting the World Cup.
0: It's gonna be cool. And well, now let's. I want to cast a bit more of an eye on your personal achievements that you've uh, managed to get through your career. You were inducted into the Hall of Champions twenty ten for FFA Football Federation Australia, as were known back then, Football Australia, as they're currently known. How was that achievement uh thirteen years ago to be able to to get inducted into that
1: um yeah it was it was wonderful to be recognized and um yeah i was I got inducted with Ned Zelic and um, mm. mike Cockrell. and um yeah to like I still remember Ned Zelic scoring that goal um against holland and from the sideline and yeah so to to be on the stage with him was incredible um yeah, as I said, I, I never, you know, I never played the games for the accolades, and it was just a nice way to be recognised after I retired. And um, again, yeah, having family there to, to, um, yeah, to to be there when I received that award, it was really nice.
0: And that's thirteen years ago, but only a few months ago, you were inducted into the SA Sport Hall of Fame for 2023. How special is that to be recognised on a on a whole for like all of South Australian sport in your home state? Um, how how special is that to to be recognised there?
1: Yeah, I, I'm a bit lost for words on that one too. I just it's yeah incredible. I never expected it, and um yeah to to think about those other athletes that are up on those the wall there, the Hall of Fame wall, and like yeah I, I sort of aspired to be like them when I was a girl and mm. yeah, to, to be on the same wall as them was, yeah, it's, I still find it pretty crazy to, actually to, to be honored that way. But um, yeah, it was a really nice night and Bruce McAvaney was one of the inductees too. And um, that's cool. Uh, ironically now he's going to be commentating the world cup. So I can't wait to hear him call the games.
0: Did you get to chat with him on the night?
1: Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. He's an impressive human and, yeah, as I said, I'm looking forward to to hearing him call the games because he's an absolute professional mm. and um, yeah, definitely wanted to to get some advice off me about, you know, the, the game and um, yeah, my perspective of it too. So it was nice. Nice to have a chat with him.
0: He's such an, a passionate guy that about all sports, which is great. Yeah. He's pretty much covered every sport you can think of.
1: Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> incredible. Like. I wish I could remember that many things, but he can remember so many details about everything, and um, yeah, so many, so many intricacies of the sport, and mm. yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing him call the game because it's um, you yeah, know, like yeah, he did Kathy Freeman, and, and at the awards night, they had a um, they put a compilation together of of all these calls, and um, yeah, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Like you, you sort of sometimes you don't realize how much that impacts, like the commentary impacts the, the emotions of of what's just happened. So yeah, yeah
0: um, well, looking forward. To it. We all high, hold him in high regard, and everyone loves him um, as a commentator. Being inducted into the South Australian Hall of Fame at the same time as him, knowing how well respected he what he is as a, a sports commentator, how does that make you feel to be? A, alongside him alongside Bruce Mcavney how does that make you feel yeah, personally
1: I, yeah i just yeah it's crazy i just as i said i can't believe it but yeah i just have to pinch myself really
0: yeah yeah. does that just really shows like how important how big it is to to be up against someone like with someone of that stature is that's incredible and well how did that come about like how did how did you get the phone call how did you find out that you're being inducted what was the, the process like for you to to find out about it all?
1: Yeah, so you have to be nominated and then that nomination goes to the board and then they have to unanimously decide that they want that person inducted. Um, so it's quite a long process. And then, yeah, I, I just got the phone call to, to say that I was inducted and, um, yeah, I couldn't really believe it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's still sort of sinking in, I think, yeah.
0: What was the, what was the life with the family when you finally told them about it all?
1: Um, yeah, my my mum cries pretty easily, so she was in tears, and <laughs> yeah, I, my brothers are all just all proud of me. So yeah, yeah it was just
0: nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool to get that um, recognition for what you've done for the sport, um, but on a personal achievement to get something like that as a, a female footballer, um, and also to make. Such an impact as you have in the game. What do you hope that your impact that you've had will have on the future generations of women uh, footballers and even just any athletes in uh, in female sports?
1: Yeah, I, I guess um, my impact as a player is not going to impact these players now, but I sort of feel that you know the generation before me, I stood on their shoulders, and and this generation has you know stood on our shoulders. So you know, I feel like yeah we we sort of pave the way a little bit for for to make things easier for this generation um and you know I've, i I guess I've given a lot back to the game in, in a sense of coaching and and that's where I feel like I can really impact um players now where I can I guess help them on their journey in in you know the, just a little way that you can as a coach and um yeah that's where I feel like i I enjoy yeah giving back now to the game and and making an impact to mm. you know to, to the lives of you know girls now who aspire to be a Matilda or aspire to play MPL, whatever their sort of aspirations are within the sport.
0: Well, you're now coaching under 15s. I spoke with um another former Matilda and Tracy Jenkins, who coaches WNPL here in South Australia, but she also coached under eighteens at West Adelaide. Um and the coaching men's, there's not many female footballers or coaches that are doing that these days. What what do you hope that we can get with um the next generation of female coaches coming through to to try and get into the the men's football?
1: Yeah, uh, I I think we we definitely need more female coaches. A hundred percent, definitely need more. Um, I, I feel like now coaching is um I'm back where I was. Yeah. Playing days, you're sort of very I don't know, almost isolated being a female coach. Um. I think it's a long way to go before there's female coaches coaching regularly in men's teams. Um, I personally feel passionate about coaching other women. I think yep. um, that's where you know, I, I don't have the ambition to coach men's teams. I think there's enough men coaching men. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think there's there's room for um, more female coaches to be coaching female teams.
0: Do you, How do you find in coaching now and passing on what you know and uh... – all that into the into the next generation how's that for you and how do you find that
1: yeah I I love it I love being out in the field and um nothing's ever like playing but um you know like I've stepped back from the game now for a long time playing wise so um yeah it's it's really enjoyable it's enjoyable when you you have coachable athletes and you can teach them and you know they they can can do it on the field like it's really um yeah it's a really nice process um one that i really enjoy um and but it's it's hard coaching's hard it's it's definitely not easy especially Mm. the the age age group um that i'm coaching but um yeah nothing you know lasting is or worthwhile is ever, ever easy so um i'm up for the challenge and um yeah i look forward to to coaching for the next you know however many years and um yeah, as long as i'm enjoying it and as long as my athletes are enjoying it then um yeah i can, can see you know a long future in coaching
0: well we hope it is a long future and a successful future in coaching for you as well because uh you obviously had a successful career in playing and uh hopefully um we'll see you coaching for many years and maybe one day we'll see you coaching at the top level
1: yeah maybe we'll, we'll see i am um, i'm enjoying the the level that i coach now and I, I enjoy sort of coaching the younger girls as well so but yeah who, who knows where um you it, it might take me I'm, I'm just yeah still learning and um yeah as i said enjoying it so
0: yeah well, i've really enjoyed chatting with you Di. it's been great to learn oh we could talk all day and find out a lot more i reckon because uh we can't fit a whole lifetime of uh, football and life with your family and playing days into an hour or so talking with you um, in a podcast. But I appreciate you sharing your story with me. And uh, I want to wrap it all up now with the final questions I ask every single guest uh, the kicking it questions. And these are the fun ones that you off the cuff uh, give me some answers. But uh, the first one who would you love to kick it with on the park? Anyone in the world, if you had the opportunity to, who would you love to? Mm-hmm. Good
1: question. You have to be messy.
0: Messy, nice. Yeah. By that a few times, what's uh, the reasoning behind your choice?
1: Um, oh, he's just extraordinary. Yeah. And yeah. Just, I just, I think that is a great, yeah, I just think it's a great choice because he's the best player in the world. Why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is a good choice. He'll be um a lot of fun to definitely to have a kick with. Second one is, who would you love to kick it with on a Saturday night? Relax, watch some football And have a couple of beers, maybe, and uh, just sit back and relax. So, someone locally and someone internationally. Locally can be Australia-wide if you like. Um, So just just any? Does it
1: have to be a footballer? No, it could be
0: anyone in the world. Doesn't have to be footballer. Everyone. Mm -hmm. It started off as footballers, and then everyone just started going uh, rogue on it, which is great. I love that because it can just add whoever you want to be spending the night with. Uh, You can watch football. You can do whatever you want on a Saturday night
1: um just kick well, it with a real tough one. it is isn't it me on, <laughs> on
0: the
1: spot now
0: someone locally someone internationally could be family could be friends could be anyone
1: um
0: what about even uh, former players or yeah
1: maybe um uh,
0: <laughs> it is hard maybe. isn't it i've never had to ask myself hard. this question
1: <laughs> it is hard um Oh, can I, I come back to that or I have to answer it? Well,
0: that's the last question of the podcast. So we can extend it for how long as you want. <laughs> Could be part three.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I feel like it's going to be so lame, but uh, maybe internationally like Tay. Yep. She's, she's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, locally, okay. um, uh, you know what? I'd love to go and have a beer with you, to be honest. With me? Yeah, I've oh, had a good I've had a good time chatting with you. I'd love to go
0: and have a beer with you. There we go. All right, I appreciate that. I'd love to have a beer with you and uh, talk more about football. Um, Maybe we can watch Matildas together. Lock it in. <laughs> Done. We'll lock it in. Either Brisbane or LA, whichever one, uh, whoever we can uh, get.
1: Hey, are you coming to Brizzy for I'm- the game?
0: I'm not unfortunately. I am going oh. to. I am going to Sydney though. So if you're ever in Sydney for the final,
1: might, I might have to reschedule it then.
0: <laughs> we'll re- Yeah, we'll reschedule. And I'm, I'm, I'm very honoured that you that uh, you chose me though. But um, uh, looks forward to. Uh, hopefully, we can have a, a chat further. But uh, I really appreciate you opening up and talking about your your story, your family, which is a, I think it, for us personally, as fans, football fans, is a big part of. Uh, um, South Australian football is your the Alligich family. So I appreciate you sharing that with us and uh, also your story about the Matildas and aspiring to play and eventually getting that dream and uh, continuing it on for so long as well.
1: Yeah, thanks, Johnny. I've really enjoyed having a chat with you. It's been really nice.
0: All the best for the future and we'll look forward to chatting to you uh, hopefully in the future.
1: Look forward to that beer.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. Me too. Uh, that was former Matilda uh, and former LA United captain as well, Di Alligage. Make sure you subscribe to Kicking It Local wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a taste of the SA football community. Plus, follow our Kicking It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon.